Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey, friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. Round nine is complete. And why does that matter? Well, if you play ultimate footy, it's time to look at a brand new bunch of DPP additions. They do it after round three, six, nine, and 12. Uh, they unveil a whole bunch of new dual position allocations. We've got 14 new players that have picked up an additional position to talk through every single one of them. Our draft expert, Jimmy. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm still. I'm not sure about this expert tag you're throwing around, but I'm doing all right, mate. Mate, if you can't be it, say you've got it. So oh, that's, I'll fake it till I get there. Eh? Go full Brendan Gale and say it, and eventually it'll happen. That's um, it. Ten year plan. Here we go. That's it. Ten year plan to be a good keeper league coach. That's, <laughs> that's it. I think yeah. you've got yourself covered on that. All right, we've we got 14 new players in every position. There's at least one new gain, um, and and I think there's three out of the 14 that are very relevant across all drafting um, styles and customizations. But depending on what you play in terms of depth, dynasty league, keeper league, there's something like, let's go right to the back line and probably the biggest back gain in terms of what they're delivering on a points level for us. Aaron Hall is added back status here, along with Jack Zeeble, who got it after round three of having unbelievable seasons, both of them. Um, he does become a top-tier back option for us. Mm. But it's probably not the part of the ground you need to put him on field, is it, Jimmy? No. It's, most coaches, I think, are, are struggling a little more in the, the forward line than the back line these days. It, it certainly feels like there's a lot more depth uh, down back. But uh, if you happen to be uh, loaded in forwards and, um, and you needed a, a little bit of room to shuffle to the back line, then it's... Certainly a very handy thing. I mean, you, you say they're having phenomenal seasons. We're talking strictly from a, a point scoring point of view. Yeah, totally. Yes, <laughs> and and it's interesting that um, you know the that type of role they've got, just junking up across, you know, playing kick to kick across the back line, um, or at least trying to when they can mm. kick straight, is um, you know that they're, they're certainly racking up those points. Um, and yeah, that's uh, for one reason or another, North are, are persisting with that, and it's working out quite well for those who own them. Yeah, it's fantastic. In games that North Melbourne think they can win, they're probably hesitating mm. a little bit more on that. We saw that on the weekend against yeah. Hawthorne, where they weren't as possession retention heavy. Uh, but for Aaron mm-hmm. Hall, who's a little bit more of the aggressor out of he and Zeeble, I yeah. think his scoring's going to be there and thereabouts. Um, I think so too, yeah. yeah. And, he's, and he's got that ceiling when he... Uh, when he does get on, he can go huge, and yeah. um, you know, and we've seen that, and it's not necessarily dependent on that um, that junky backline role either. That um, he's you know back in his Gold Coast days for a while, he was scoring very very nicely as a midfielder too. So it's only when he gets jammed in a forward pocket that um, we have to worry about him from a scoring point of view. And thankfully, one way or another, um, North are not using him in that sort of a, a fashion. No, so they're happy not. Happy days for those who own him. Happy days for his owners. Again, the huge win isn't that you can now select him as a back. But it might give you some flexibility, and we'll talk about the importance of flexibility when we get to our centres in just a moment. James Stewart adds back status. Look, he's playing a role for the Bombers. It's probably safe Mm -hmm. to say, Jimmy, but it's not a uh, translating to a scoring for ultimate footy coaches, is it? No, he's not not hugely relevant, I would have thought. But um, in a a particularly deep league, I suppose, if you're really desperate, (sighs) he's he's a handy... 
No, you're he's not. not. He's not. He's played three yeah. games. I'm, I'm giving him a little bit of credit. But we're no, trying. We're, you. No. We always like to be the positive people in the fantasy community, but when you've played three games and your top score is 43 in mm. a un- uncustomized league of scoring, there is not a chance in the world you should be going anywhere mm. near him. Uh, another gain no. in the back status. Forward eligible, now also picking up the back status, is a former Sandful Adelaide Crow, now Gold Coast Sun Forward now adding back. I'm talking about Jai Farrar. Look, he looked good in the first two weeks, didn't he, Jimmy? Scores of 86 and 74. It looked as if, hello, we've got something here to kind of look at. However, since round seven, he's only had the one score over 50. That's not great. Yeah. No, it's not ideal. It seems as though um, he's, you know, in in the the reserves, he's had a little bit of a a free reign to, to run and to, to get himself loose. And, and he took that into the seniors. And I, yeah. I, I suspect he's been told he needs to lock down a little bit harder. And uh, you know, it's not his job to be the free man necessarily that uh, is racking up that extra possession. It's his job to stop someone else. So um, that's working out better for the Suns, I think, than when he was getting all that extra possession. But um, yeah, for, for those who own him, they'd uh, be a little disappointed since... Uh, probably burning an RFA pick on on getting him earlier in the year. Yeah, it's true. Look, the injury to Jack Bowes might open up something. It might Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. through there. I wouldn't be putting a lot of weight on that as as a probable thing. Rather, I think um, 9.8% of coaches jumped off him last week and threw him back into the player pool. I think another 50, even with the DPP, I think a similar trend is going to happen. So, yeah, I'd expect so. Yeah, look, for me, it's absolutely not really a value pickup. Uh, the kangaroo at No, but, but with him, so but just yes. before you move on, it um, yeah, if you are in a, a keeper league with a high number of keepers, um, yeah, now you, that's it, very deep, yes, but or, or a rebuilding side and there you, you feel like you need to get some of those younger ones, um, yeah, it, it does give a, a pretty good indication that he's one that you'd be carrying forward as a defender next year rather than uh, anything else. Yeah, no, fair enough too. All right, the kangaroo Atu that we will not attempt to butcher his surname. Uh, mm. He's a forward eligible, has also picked up back status, former magpie. Um, again, right now, if we if we look at what our backs are delivering in contrast to our forwards, Right now, again, before any of these players hit the system, they're already in the system. So any of these players, if they're in the player pool, you will have to uh, register for an, a uh, waiver wire or a, a restricted free agency pickup, and it will cost you your waiver wire selection if you want to go that way. If you've already got the players, the position's been added. It's already in the system. You can move these players in and around your team now. So yep. Atu, for example, and again, before we look at these players, we had 63 backs that were averaging 70 or more that are currently in the game before these additions. We had just 54 in the forward line, meaning that right now it's harder to get a forward who could go 70 than a defender, it's safe to say. So I su- it, it is. But um, you're going to have some some teams that, are, that have been lucky with forward additions True. over the last little while. True. Um, yeah, there's one or two this round that uh, we'll get to shortly, I think, that um, you know, will help out some coaches. Mm. There's been a couple of others... Over the last little bit, and if you happen to have picked up a couple of decent ones to start your season with, you you may be one of those few coaches out there with uh, a handful that are going 75, 80 or, or more that um, having now the ability to throw one back and get yeah. a 65-point defender off the park is, um, you know, this could be quite useful. So Yeah. The, um, yeah, I don't think we need to discount them straight off. It's obviously always team-by-team team basis. Sure. Um, so. And and as you say, having that flexibility to move players around the park, is um, there's definite value in that. Um 
And even if it doesn't help you so much, there might be other coaches out there that you can now flog him off in a trade where you wouldn't have got anything from him before. Yeah, look, that's true. He's currently a 9% of teams. So this DPP is not going to add. And if you were already on him, this is yep. just extra, extra versatility and flexibility. If you're in the other 91% of leagues that haven't picked him up for whatever reason, this DPP gain's not probably added much more to you uh, around why you should go pick him up again. Forwards, yep. we're struggling weekly to get a comfortable... And again, he's only I think he's only going 70-plus in one game. But yeah. he's closer to doing that than some of these other guys that we've got. Um, and North Melbourne, when they do have that possession-heavy game and he gets back on the field fit and healthy, it, mm. it's showing that that game style should be conducive to him potentially being more valuable than maybe a James Stewart. Yeah. Which is <laughs> that's probably not the greatest <laughs> contrast to put someone in there. All right, the last player to gain back status. He was really hyped about in the preseason. He had a Blind Amy Community Series. He scored 112. I've been advocating for in the last couple of weeks in this possible DPP articles that we drop at coachespanel.tv. Ultimate Footy have finally awarded it to him. It's fair enough to the running man, Jack Sinclair, has picked it up. He's a he's a potent of all the backs, he's probably the one that might help some field um some on field scoring for coaches. Oh, absolutely, and and this this is what you want. You want your midfielders getting uh, the DPP status rather than just from one end of the field to the other, ideally. But yeah, is um yeah he went through a little run of form where he was probably not worth having even as a defender, and, yeah. and a, a lot of coaches would have dropped him when he kept that mid only status over the first couple of changes. But uh, those who have persevered and been patient have uh, finally been rewarded. So that's quite nice. Yeah, look, he, he scored a one hundred two plus two additional scores over seventy in his past five games so mm-hmm. that's that's solid for us yeah a- anytime you can it. get a guy that can pop a ton and give you a couple of 70s whether it's bench cover if nothing else mm. solid worth owning yeah, yeah he, he's solid certainly worth a pickup um three new centers added to the game and generally speaking a player gaining center status it's not irrelevant but it's certainly not generally going to help you with on field points and, and some of these backs are the same however Jimmy, and we'll mention these players' names in a second. It does vary league to league in one big thing. If your league plays through the multi-buy rounds that are coming up in 12, 13, 14, squad versatility can be critical in some matchup victories. Oh, absolutely it can. And, um, you know, just because you've you've only got um, so many players per week that uh, you need to fill your field with. And being able to throw those... um, those guys into your midfield when necessary um, it's certainly going to go a long way to helping you with that um, the other thing it feels too is that this year, uh, I feel like we say this every year I'd love to see some stats on it, but it feels mm. like we've got a lot of big names, uh, especially in the midfield, that are missing extended amounts of games this mm. year, you know, Neil Adams Crouch and um, you know, I'm sure that you know, many others that have uh, hurt coaches a lot over the journey and so it's not uncommon at the minute to have to throw a, a forward or a defender um, into your midfield to cover those gaps um, from week to week as well. So having that flexibility, you know, in a perfect world, you're never going to need to to put them in your midfield, but having that ability to do so when you need them um, certainly helps uh, an awful lot there. I think so. Look, there are three players that have picked up centre status. We don't need to spend a lot of time with them because of the caveat that we've just made through there, but Port Adelaide's Mm -hmm. Dan Houston, Collingwood's Jack Crisp, Liam Baker's um, from Richmond, Baker, sorry, not Baker's. Mm -hmm. Um, Baker probably might be the surprising one for some, but because he was clearly playing mid last week against the Giants, but it has okay. been building some of that midfield time given the just the catastrophic amount of injuries that have hit the Richmond midfield. 
Oh, absolutely. And um, yeah, he's one that they've thrown all over the park. He's a, yeah. a handy Mr. Fix-It from that point of view, but he can play uh, that back pocket. He can play forward. He can he can play in the midfield. I'm quite sure he was a, a fairly good midfielder. Yeah, he was. Well, so he's um, he's got that about him and just that little bit of an X-factor um, sort of player. So he's not going to score a 110 auto every week by no. any stretch of the imagination, um, but certainly for the next couple of weeks, he's got potential to have that role and, and therefore that ceiling, um, which could be helpful. So happy days again. You're more likely to pick him in your, your back line than in the midfield. But totally. But to have that option uh, when you need it. Yeah, I um, think The so. other thing um, that I'll mention, and I think we've spoken about this before too, with um, with these players that get added to centre, what it does mean is that these players now can't get added forward or added Correct. back if they didn't have that later in the year. They have a maximum of two positions. Yep. So if Liam Baker goes and spends the rest of the year on the half-forward line, um, he's still going to be a back mid only. Correct. Um, yeah, and then the other thing from a keeper league point of view is that, um, again, as we hinted before, it's a good indication of what these players might end up finding themselves listed as next year too. So yeah. If um, if you're a Dan Houston owner and uh, you're not entirely sure that you want to keep him as a midfielder and that suits your trading plans and your succession plans to, mm. to offload him, this is a, a good time to do so. Yeah, look, and someone like a Dan Houston, I, I thought he was, you know, he's shown promise through the midfield. Um, mm. he, he's a nice little pick, but you're right. With Ultimate Footy, in contrast to other drafting platforms, no knocking them, but Ultimate mm. Footy does have a higher threshold of of yeah. play of um positional percentage generally around that seventy percent give or take mm-hmm. a, a little bit through there so you're right when guys in, at ultimate footy when they do uh, award a, a DPP they believe they've seen a seismic shift um and that their trends and numbers and and whatever the um potions that they choose to make Start a decision yes. whatever it is that gets it through there we <laughs> don't get to decide we just get to tell you what it is but um yeah. that is certainly something to factor in through there uh, all right we've got one ruck. Added, uh, there are three reasons. One is beneficial. Here are my three reasons why you should be picking up Caleb Daniel. Brace yourself, Jimmy. Number one, <laughs> your name is Caleb Daniel and like you'd like to own yourself. Uh, that's number one. Number two, as a coach, you're intentionally tanking your league results to benefit either your future draft positions or to annoy a fellow opposition league coach by throwing a matchup a la LA Clippers style in the NBA recently. Or probably the third. You're in a customized league that means you play two rucks on field plus bench cover. And anybody that's a ruck that plays in a game, you need them as a saving a donut. That would be really that one is the only real reason you go near Caleb Graham. I was going to say, you said Caleb Daniel there at first, and I thought no, you were sorry. joking that they had awarded Caleb Daniel ruck status. That would be impressive. In the league. As a seismic shift in his role. What the hell are you? I need more coffee. Uh, That's what I need. Caleb Graham, not Daniel. Come on, MJ. (laughs) Sort it out. Oh, fantastic. Very good. Who are our forwards? All right, right, let's go to the forwards. All right, probably the biggest addition. Um, And you can read the article of all these players at coachespanel.tv. They've already hit the system in Ultimate Footy now. So if you're an owner of these players, start making those moves in your league. Probably the biggest move is Lockie Hunter. Um, he's picked yeah. up forward eligibility, both by name value, but also in terms of where coaches picked him, this is mm. finally giving coaches some reward. His ADP in the preseason um, on draft day was 39. So that's a high pick. Mm-hmm. 
He's historically been a, a pretty safe 90 to 105 guy with the odd yep. ceiling popper most games. He's averaging in the low 80s at the moment. Hmm. Coming off a broken hand, so he should be back either this week or next. That'll help coaches. This is the big in, because now he goes from maybe your M... You probably picked him as your M2 or M3 at that position. He's been performing like an M6, maybe even a bench cover if you've got a really deep center line. Now, all of a sudden, you're probably getting an F1 or F2 in most leagues. Yeah, this is a very, very handy one. And uh, we did see this foreshadowed a little bit uh, with some of the other draft platforms uh, giving him that Ford status already, which yep. um, yeah, um, would have had owners uh, excitedly awaiting news uh, that it was going to carry through here as well. And uh, as you say, well rewarded now that it has. So he's um, you know, hopefully uh, going to see an increase in form anyway, but um, the way that dog's midfield is stacked at the minute, he just uh, hasn't got quite the opportunity that uh, he has had in previous years. So still a very, very handy player to own and a very handy addition for those who have got him. And, um, and it obviously, of course, pushes his trade value up significantly now as well compared to what it was yesterday. Well, that's true. 24 hours ago, he was an injured, underperforming centre. Now, mm-hmm. he, he could be a coach's best forward on the field and gets rid of that struggling 60 to 65 that you might have had to just cop every week. Now you're mm-hmm. making potentially a 15 to 30 point upgrade every week, especially if you've got some decent coverage coming through the center line. So so it's not a bad strategy, is it, Jimmy, to maybe either trade in or trade around him where you can to really be able to maximize that pointage. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, it's all well and good for your midfielders to get dual position, but if you don't have the bench cover mids to come in that are better than your your bottom forward or your bottom defender, you're not really gaining anything just by shifting them for the sake of shifting them. So um, having that extra flexibility is, yeah, one thing. But, um, yeah, using your trading platform to to get around that and finding a coach that can help you if you can help them, um, yeah, that's that's the way to get through it here. I I think the interesting one in in seasonal leagues, it's a huge boom for for coaches, Mm. especially it's spent such a big... In a keeper league, barring something drastic happening for the back end of the year, which beverage is known to make some significant yeah, changes yeah. based on current role he'll be a forward only um in my eyes in yeah. 2022 so that that does add some value in keeper leagues if you're looking to sell him and you're out of contention this year uh, conversely if you're trying to rebuild for future years and it can be a little bit of studio still a young enough sort of player so so he's got some real value in keeper leagues too because i think he holds forward status into next year yeah I, i'd expect so so it's going to be uh similar to what we saw with uh, dunkley coming into this mm. year in some ways um yeah and and knowing that um that hunter's going to be a forward next year that that value is very significant yeah i agree uh final couple of forwards to look through callum archie the former son now lion from his eight games in 2021 he's added forward by the way he scored mm. over 50 in just two of these games pass yeah not not hugely relevant at this point. I'm I'm still an Archie believer in the longer run. I think he'll he'll develop into a very fine player. I'm not sure what his scoring is going to look like in terms of uh, this particular format, but um, yeah, it's it's there. All right, you're an Archie truther, like I've been a Josh Kelly truther for most of yeah, this year. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't compare the two. Okay, yeah, quite. good. Okay, good. <laughs> just wanted to be clear about that. The few hours yeah. benefits, that's the case. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, while we're in a topic of players we're probably not looking at too seriously, Chris Burgess, he spent a little bit of time in the ruck, but to be fair, it's actually been more as a key forward um, yeah. with, with the odd relief ruck. 
just the one score over 70. And that was the game where um, he got a hold of the Crows as a forward and then had to ruck a little bit when Wits going down. But just one mm-hmm. score over 60 all year. Is it as simple as Archie? Is it just pass and move on? Yeah, I think so. Okay, great. Uh, last two to go. One very relevant, I think, for keeper leagues. Maybe I'm being a little a deep keeper leagues. Um, mm-hmm. And the other relevant in every league right now. Sam Berry, the Adelaide Crows centre, is now picked up forward status. He offers something to that Crows side that they've kind of lacked for a while. Not so much speed, but definitely that defensive intent and tackle pressure. That seems mm-hmm. to be his bread and butter, doesn't it, Jimmy? Yeah, very much so. So no, Long term, agreed. He's um, a very good option to try and get a hold of if you can cheaply, for sure. Yeah, look, right now, he's averaging, rounding it up, is, to, is 50. Um, mm-hmm. Building his game and he's scoring a lot through the tackles, averaging 5.3, which for a guy that's not even played 10 games is is elite start to yep. your career. But again, you're right. Keeper leagues, that additional forward status, I think he holds that into next year too. That'll yeah. add some currency at the trade table or or depending on what forwards we do and don't get next year. Go and stash him if you can if you can afford him as a, on your keeper lists. It all depends, like anything with yeah. keepers, how many you have to hold over and keep. If it's just seven or eight, he's not going to make it. But if you're getting to keep 20, 25, depending on the lists, do you have rookie spots available? All those variables, mm. that's when it comes into it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Oh, I cut you off, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> probably one last one. And, and probably if we were to rank the three big inclusions, he's probably number two in my eyes behind Lockie Hunter, who's the big gain. Yep. Sean Higgins, uh, formerly of the Bulldogs and Kangaroos, now uh, at the nursing home of Cadinia Park. Um <laughs> He's a pretty helpful one, especially with the lack of forwards. Over the past two weeks since returning from injury, he's gone 78 and 85. He moves probably as a bench cover center now to a, a legitimate on-field forward for you. Yeah, absolutely. No, very handy addition in that one. Um, he's uh, certainly um, not, not the player he was a few years ago by nope. any stretch, but um, but he can still put up a, a reasonable score and um, you know, when you're sitting um, as the sort of player that you really don't want to be using much more as your, your bench midfielder yeah. um, he's now one that you can throw into the forward line with confidence that his bad scores aren't going to be completely awful and his good scores are going to be very very nice so um, no that, that is a very handy addition uh, for, for this year um, from a keeper point of view you're probably not keeping him next year even no. if he does play but um, but for the the next half of the season, uh, very nice uh, addition for those who have got him. And you're right. And even in a keeper league, if you're a side that's out of contention, um, he's going to give you now maximum currency at the trade table. Yeah. Equally, if you're in contention, um, he's the kind of player to look at going to picking up because to get a forward that looks like a safe 70-75 most weeks and can pop the odd ton, he's in a good team. And if the Cats mm-hmm. dominate and own possession like we know they can... Yeah, he's got as good an opportunity to score you a ninety as most forwards we have this year. Oh, absolutely, and um, and and as you said before, Cadinia Park is something of a nursing home these days. So the um, the potential that uh, there's going to be some some midfield opportunity through injury to others, much as we never wish that on anyone, yeah. um, is perhaps a, a little bit higher a, a chance to manifest here than it is with other clubs. So that's um, yeah, and when he does have that role, as we know, he can well score too. So. That's um yeah, very, very relevant addition this one. Yeah, I think so. So so those are the guys that gained DPP. There's a couple that people might be wanting to know where they are, what happened. 
Um, and yeah. for me, there are a couple that were pretty, I would have thought were pretty close. Mm-hmm. One of them being Zach Tui for Geelong. Yeah. I, I thought he's done enough, but obviously in the eyes of Ultimate Footy, it's wait another couple of weeks to see. Because he's taken a lot more kick-ins over these past month or so than he did over the first four weeks of the year. Yeah, I think that's one that um, surprised a lot of us when he didn't have it to start the year, let alone to have got yeah. it back uh, as we've gone. He has pushed up to the wing a lot over the last little while, which sure. I guess is why they, they gave him that mid-only status. Midfielder Zach Tui doesn't sound quite as right as defender Zach Tui, just quietly on the um, yep. on on the the vocal test. But um, yeah, I think that's uh, yeah didn't get it this time, but uh, in the current role he's got, surely uh, next time is likely. Um, you've then got uh, all your Feral Brandon Ellis fans. Every single change oh. that's uh, commanding for him. It's not he's not a defender. He's he is not. a genuine wing as there ever is. He he floats back, but that's just the. Um, that uh, it's the seagull stamina that he's got. It is a, seagull is a, another way to put it. I was going. Yeah, You're still, going positive. Still, Sorry, still, we're staying in the positive line. Oh, I just called all his fan, his, his fans feral. So you know, it's not entirely positive. But um, yeah, look, he's he's a winger. He's um, yeah. He uses that endurance he's got, um, which is, which is absolutely elite to run all over the park. And a lot of the time, that is to a kick behind the ball. So he's yeah. there at the outlet, but he's not there as a defender, and he's not lining up in the back line. He's uh, very much a, a midfield type. So I, I agree. That I don't think we're going to see happen at all. No, I, um, I don't. Maybe the no. Bowes injury pushes him back. Mm. Maybe. But but it has to be pretty no. substantial. So for me, I, I, I agree. He's a pure wingman. It's what he mm-hmm. is. He's staying there. I think they probably yep. could have given, speaking of wingers, Jack Lacocious probably could have mm-hmm. picked up Santa status. Kind of doesn't help yep. you, but it's there. Harry Schonberg mm-hmm. from the Crows, pretty similar. Still spending some time forward, but more on the wing and the odd CBA. So I think, yeah. again, that, that that's trending towards him being um, a centre longer term, both for Adelaide and for and for fantasy coaches. The one yeah. others probably were hoping to see gain in, as a big forward addition was Jack Billings. I think a yep. few would have hoped for it. And I reckon if Ultimate Footy had pulled the trigger after round six on Hunter, they should have also pulled it on Billings. Because I think mm. at that time, the data would have probably put him, had him in incomparable forward roles at the mm-hmm. same time. But definitely over the last three weeks, Billings has played a lot more wing um, yeah. than, than probably the first six weeks. I think if they'd called it at, at week six, I would have gone, that's fair. But to do it after round nine, Hunter's clearly been forward. Billings, yes. like you watch his past two games, he, he's being Brandon Ellis. He's just up mm. and down across the wing. So, yeah, it was round six or bust for owners. And unfortunately for owners, if he didn't get it six, I, I, there's nothing I've seen in the past three weeks that would validate it. No, no, I, I would agree with that. There's um, there's a few of those types that um, you know, seem to be perpetually almost, but not quite there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and people look at the you know the the hunter call, and then they'll they'll, they'll cite that um, you know Dusty's a forward and Danger's a forward, and why not uh, Petrarca or why not sure. Fife or why not Billings? Um, yeah, and I think the the fact of the matter is is that there is a fine line between being a, a mid forward versus a, a forward mid, so yeah. to speak, and. Um, yeah, rightly or wrongly, they they're seen on one side to compared to the other, and um, Billing certainly recently has been much more a, a wing than a forward. I'd agree. Yeah, and look again, ultimate footy. It's about the seventy percent role change they're looking for, which, which given time on ground is basically a complete role adjustment. 
So yeah. these guys that you're talking about, like the Fife and Petrarchas, are they playing forward? Yeah, they are playing forward. But is it as their predominant new role? No. Go back and watch the game. Look at how much time they're spending starting at stoppage at, at centre bounces, playing yeah. higher up the ground. Um, you just can't give it to those guys. Now, I think in 12 months' time or eight months' time, once the 2022 positions come out, I think Fife mm-hmm. probably will be a mid-forward next year because of yeah, its champion data making that decision. Yeah. Even a Petrarca. It wouldn't mm-hmm. shock me because they generally need champion data about a 35% role yep. in that area split. Um, a little different if it's 35, 35, 35. Again, I know that's not proper maths anyway, but um, mm. it, then they'll probably only give it to one. If it's a clear three split, they'll just give it to the mids and away you go. So I think Fife's more likely to gain forward at the end of the year, barring a 100% shift in these next three weeks, yeah. which I don't think will happen. No, it seems unlikely. And the thing with Fife too is it really only takes one game for him to go back into the mids and get 30 touches again. And it blows uh, it. Yeah, that's it. It completely ruins any chance he had of getting it. So that's um, those sort of types. And I mean, even then, you know, if you own a Billings or a Petrarca or a Fife or any of these types, you're quite sure that you're happy having them in your midfield anyway. You, you've got a player who's putting up some pretty nice scores for you. You can't complain too much. Yeah, I think so too. Is there any other players for you, Jimmy, that you thought were close or were hoping to see pick it up? Uh, the only other one is is not really relevant to, to single-season leagues at all, um, and that's Xavier O'Hallahan at yeah. um, Giants. He's, um, you know, from a keeper league point of view, he's another one that I've got a little eye on that I think uh, might turn out to be pretty okay in the next few years. Um, I thought he was a good chance to be a Ford-eligible uh, player as of today, but, um, yeah, it's of no real concern whether he gets it or not. You're not putting him on field this year anyway. So. No, it's true. Maybe Kane Turner from North Melbourne getting centre. He's playing some tagging roles yeah. through the midfield. So, But again, if you were keen on him, you're playing him as a centre, not as a centre, as a forward. So the, if yeah, you're excited yeah. about him, the, the lack of centre <laughs> doesn't help or hurt you at all. No, exactly right. So, um, you know, I, I am a fan this year that, um, you know, the ultimate footy are at least... Uh, giving us a few more options than they have in previous True. years where it's only yeah, been five or six uh, ex- additional players each time. Um, so I'm happy to see a wider range of them, and I'm also quite happy to see them being a little more um, conservative on those big names. I think if they, they give everybody a, a dual position for yeah. the sake of it and uh, you end up with Alison Fife and uh, Petrarca and everyone else, it's, you don't have any midfielders left anyway, for one, but um, yeah. it, it does alter the game too much, I think, to give it to too many. I so. think so. No, they normally are yeah. um, anything of a substantial scoring percentage or, or mm. perceived name based on ADP. It's generally mm. closer to the six weeks of data trend rather yeah. than the average three, which is the minimum they need. So oh, I agree, I think, for the most part. Yeah, it's the right call, yeah. I think for the most part, they've, they've had a pretty good year. Still a couple I think they could add that we've already talked mm-hmm. about in this episode. But look, for the most part, oh, I think they've done a pretty solid job um, yeah. a, across the year. All right, mate. I appreciate your thoughts. We'll chat to you in another three rounds time, round 12 DPPs when they land. Good stuff. Thanks, MJ. Absolute pleasure. If you want to go read the article and my thoughts on these editions, you can go and read them at coachespanel.tv. Of course, if you're loving what you get from the Coaches Panel's draft coverage, you get Jordox with the uh, player pickups every single week. Or if you play some of the other salary cap formats of the game, we do cover those formats for you as well. All the links for that and all of the content you need, you can find at coachespanel.tv. Until next time, friends. Well, we'll chat to you real soon.